0: So the the title of this message and this is a this is a three-part series that I'm beginning today and I'm going to explain a little bit about how it came about. Uh, it's called Who Are We? Who Are We? And uh it's uh, uh be- before I even get to any anything on the screen, I'll just talk a little bit about how this how this uh, unfolded. Um we've had a lot of a lot of people coming in uh this year. Uh visitors every week, and, uh, and I, I do a class, uh, and I did it about a year ago. It's called ALH 101, uh, and, and I'm actually doing it again starting next week, so if you, if you hear about this and you're inclined to take it, it's, uh, it, it'll be after service on Sunday morning. It's about an hour and a half for, for the next four weeks, not starting today, but starting next week. It'll be right after service. We're going to order food, so you don't have to run out for lunch. We'll have that provided for you. Um, there's a sign-up sheet out there so that we know how many people are coming, but it's called Alpha 101, and it really just goes through our history, and I've been thinking about, okay, we have a lot of, a lot of people coming in, and I thought, well, it's probably time to offer this class again, so so that's been on my mind, um, just thinking about, you know, talking about our history, who we are, and... Um, and then recently, I uh, had occasion, um, one, of our, one of our ministries, uh, that's, uh, new ministries, that's called Engaged, had a gathering a few weeks ago, and uh, uh, I, was, I was one of the, the presenters that night, along with my daughter, Sam Arengia, and several others, and we were talking about writing. And for those who know anything about my history, I, I spent most of my adult life as a, as a newspaper uh, reporter, uh, so I've written my entire life. Uh, and so I was sharing that night about writing and how writing plays a part in ministry, can play a part in ministry, and how it played an important part in my my life uh, in ministry. But anyway, I, in, in preparing for that, I had occasion to pull out uh, a scrapbook that Connie kept of uh, all of my columns that I, I wrote a column for the Morning Journal um, as part of my, you know, just part of my responsibilities. It was, it was uh, four, four and a half years I wrote a column about my faith. And... Um, I won't go into all the details of how that was transformative in in my own life uh, and in what I'm doing actually today, but um, I was just scanning through them and the second column that I had written, I think it was the second or the third, um, I I just caught the headline on it and I I didn't write my own headline, but the headline said, who is Jeff Shoken, what is he saying? And um, that caught my attention. And so I'm thinking about that, and I'm thinking about this Alpha 101 class, and this thought came to me, who is abundant life? Who is abundant life? What are we saying? How do we get here? What do we believe? Where are we going? And I thought that, and I thought, well, that's too long for a title. (laughs) It's way too long for a title. But who are we pretty much sums up the question. Who are we? Who are we as a body? Who are we as a church? And um, so I, I come into the office on Tuesday and, and, um, and I'm, you know, again, I'm thinking of all these things and I, and I, I, I sit down at my, at my desk and there's a, I had, a, I had a pile of visitors cards and I'm looking at them and, you know, I look and people fill out certain things on them and a couple of them check the box that says, I'd like to know more about this church, I'd like to know more about this church. And so just another confirmation you know offer this class but the lord said no I want to do something broader I want I want I, I'm going to I want you to present this for the entire body the entire body to know uh to know what we discuss in there and 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 some of you may say well okay well, I'll just come to this and hear this and that's fine um the value of the smaller group is we have discussion we talk a lot of, we have a lot of just testimonies about how different things unfolded but uh but who are we who are who's abundant life how did we get here what do we believe? Where we're go? Where are we going? And so, um, one of the things that immediately jumped off the page to me um, years ago, and I don't remember how long ago this was, but this this prophetic word was reiterated to us uh, back when Bishop Bart Garlington spoke a word over us. But he, he, the word was basically, they're coming. They're coming, my brother. They're coming from the the north, the south, the east, the west. And so this week, as I was going through visitors' cards and I was writing out notes and. And um, and I and I had them all done, and I I was just looking through them, and and I looked at where I was sending these cards. Lisbon, to the south. Latonia Colombiana, it's west of here. Youngstown, to the north of here, East Palestine, east of here. And it was just a. Just a dramatic moment, me there sitting in my office saying, oh my goodness, I'm sending cars to the north, the south, the east, the west. And it was just, a, it was just another reminder, just another reminder, when the Lord says something, he's going to do it. And just another reiteration of, of yes, it's time for it's time, time during these next three weeks, I'm up these next three weeks to talk about our history, where we come from, how did we get here, how did this place grow, where we're we going, where we're we going, so that's what we're going to do, uh, let me see if I got all my intro stuff, one of the things, one of the things uh, that uh, we discovered very early on, and I'll, and I'll get this out of the way, is uh, abundant life uh, never has and probably never will fit anybody's particular mold of what a church is supposed to look like. People for years, for years tried to pigeonhole us. Are you this? Are you that? Put a label on us. Put a, put some sort of a tag on us. And uh, we would always just simply say we love Jesus and we believe the Bible. We love Jesus and we believe the Bible. And... That's how we function. That's how we roll, and uh, and all these years later, next year will be our fortieth anniversary. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what's all in the works for that. Whether you know, I'm sure we'll have some sort of a some sort of a shindig. But uh, so where do we come from? Where do we come from? Huh. And, of course, <laughs> I'm going to start with this passage, and I'll tell you why in a minute. 1 Corinthians 12, 27, you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. And, and this is the passage that goes through, you know, if I, you know, if, 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 if I were an eye and I don't fit, and, if, you know, it, 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 we're all connected. And, this, and the bottom line is, we're the body of Christ, and every one of you matters and Pastor Don and Pauline, and we're going to get to who they are uh, in a minute here, they viewed ministry that way. You walked in the door, you mattered. So if you're in this room today, you walked in the door, you matter to us. You matter to God more than you even matter to us. But part of our role is you matter to us to minister his love, to be able to minister his love to you. So you're the, if, you're, if you're in the body of Christ, and I'm not, I'm not going to assume necessarily that everybody in this room is in the body of Christ. I don't know what, where everybody's you know, walk is. I don't know if everybody knows Jesus. Uh, the only way we're in the body of Christ is if we know Jesus, if we have a relationship with him. But each one of you, if you're in the body of Christ, you matter to us. And even if you're not, you still matter to us because we want you to know this love that is only from Christ, this love that will transform your life. So that's part of... The very foundation of how we function. The very foundation. Go ahead and to the next screen. So, this is th- th- these next couple of slides are all directly from our website. Uh, I wrote this many, you know, quite a few years ago. But uh, that little farmhouse there is up on Heisey Road, New Waterford. That's where Abundant Life sort of got birth as a home Bible study at the home of Keith and Linda Conkle and Cecil and Kathleen Conkle. That's where it started. It was birthed out of that home Bible study up on Heisey Road in the early 1980s. And then this smaller picture down here is our first building. It was, bought, it was an abandoned body shop. It's right on the edge over on the other side of the property there. It's uh, actually no longer our property. It's now an apartment building. And uh, uh, services officially began here in 1983. 1983. Now, I want to take a minute. Who's sitting in this room right now, if you, were, if you were part of that fellowship on Taylor over there, stand up. Not very many of us. S- stay standing for a minute. That's awesome. Oh wow. Yeah. Zach had to have been about two years old. Three. Wow. Wow, That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay, stay standing. Well, um, yeah, stay standing for a minute. So we'll go to the, go to the next screen. Go to the next screen for a minute. We'll come back to, to Pastor Don. Okay, so the top left corner—that is the building. That side of the, that side of this building. It's about this room. It's up the ramp. Everything above it, basically. And uh, so we were experiencing steady growth. Church bought 25 acres. That's this property. 1993 is when that ground was broken, and we grew so quickly after we moved into that building, built way too small. It wasn't too long before we had to start two services. If you started coming here when we were in. That part of the building, not this part of the building, that part of the building, stand up. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's amazing. Go to the next screen. Can you go to the next screen? So then, this building... This multi-million dollar building is featuring this sanctuary, fellowship hall, education wing, large lobby, expanded parking lot. We began here in 2003, and we began conducting regular services here in 2004. So if you started coming here, now listen to this because it's not just this building. If you started coming here in this building, this part of the building, when Pastor Don was still pastor, Stand up, because I know there's some of you. Well, some of you weren't born. But <laughs> okay, so then if you started coming here uh, in this building before COVID, before COVID, after after I became pastor and before before COVID hit. Stand up. And I want you to all look around. Just keep looking around. All right. And then anybody that started coming here after COVID. I mean, well, just look around. You can see I mean get the guys to stand up, but yes, everybody stand up. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, you all, you can all sit down. That's amazing. So go go back to the, go back to the screen with Pastor donna the only reason I wanted to do that is is that the, 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 go back to the screen with pastor donna uh, is is that it, it it it's awesome to look back and see when you know, we, we talked about this a little bit in our, the open door class today uh when people started coming and the reality even in the open door classes is about i don't know maybe fifteen people in there today uh, we had every kind of every uh bracket, everything that we just did in here, every bracket was covered uh, in, in that small class today. Some of us, that were here, here on Taylor uh, and clear on through t- till today, new people that just started coming. So it's pretty awesome. But, but here's, here's, here's the guy that started all this. Pastor Don Stevenson founded this church. He and his wife, Polly, and they were the founding pastor. Uh, they, they began, uh, and uh, he, he retired in 2008. Pastor Don retired in 2008. They moved to Florida and uh, he went to home to be with Jesus in uh, 2017. Pauline still lives in Florida, pops in here periodically. But they're the ones that laid the groundwork for, uh, not, did more than laid the groundwork. They, 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 they toiled and labored and prayed. And, uh, you know, I, 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 have to, I have to not get into too much of it without, uh, without getting all emotional about it. But they, they built this place. They built this place. And people will say uh, throughout these, they would ask Pastor Don, "How did you, how did you do that? How did this, how did this place come about?" And, and, uh, and I'm going to go through some things here in a little bit of how that happened. But he would, he would, he would get invited to speak. To place. How did you grow a church? How did you build a church? And and I, a, and and one one of the things that uh, one of the things that uh, that we've discovered over these years. Is that uh, and and and, th- 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 and this was highlighted in in the one uh, one Alpha uh, one, one class that I teach, um, about uh, about abundant life and there was like there was a couple in there that was new to us and, and uh, they, they they shared in the class that uh, we weren't here very long before we realized that if we were going to be here there was sort of this unspoken un- unspoken expectation that we were going to grow. That we were going to grow in our faith, and when that was expressed in that class, it just it just stirred so much in me because that is such my heart. That's such my heart that that uh, we don't we we never want to be a place that that just just gives obligatory time to Jesus because okay, it's Sunday we have to be here or it's it you know, it's this particular day or whatever know that if we were going to plant here if we were going to be part of this that our faith was going to be be tested and tried and and and, and it, there was going to be good things about that and there was going to be things that were struggles at times but we were going to grow in that and so there, that, that when that was expressed it was it was such so revelatory to me because we never actually i don't think we ever really said that but now we do because we realize that it's absolutely true that we uh, we're, we're not we're not satisfied with Yesterday's growth. We're not satisfied. With, I'm not satisfied with where I am with Jesus today. I want to be better tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, and I, and I want Him to continually refine us. And the reality about that is, he, he is. He is. And I'll and I'll get to some of that here uh, before before we're done here. And uh, I gotta gotta keep tabs on my time here. But uh, but I have three weeks to work with, so. Uh, so, uh, so I don't have to try to try to squeeze too much all in at once. But Pastor Don Pauline, they 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 were the ones that set the groundwork for us. Connie and I started coming here um, in uh, about 19, uh, 85, 1985, around 85, and uh, we we were back on Taylor. And uh, I remember when we walked in the room, uh, we got invited to, we got invited to speak for a Christmas banquet. And I believe that was the end of 1980. Uh, 84, And uh, we, uh, at the time, I was, again, I was writing my column for the Morning Journal, and uh, Pastor Don read it, and it was all about my faith, and he was like, we'd like you to come speak uh, for our Christmas dinner. So we we did, and we, we came here. We were planted in a church, uh, although I was doing a lot of speaking uh, because of the column, but we were planted in a church, and, but we, but we walked in that building down there, and it was just this it was an old body shop, one very big. But there was such an interesting collection of people there that night that just seemed to represent a, a vast array of, of demographics. It, wasn't, it didn't fit in a particular mold. Everybody didn't look alike. Everybody didn't dress alike. Everybody didn't, you know, you know we're, we're, people were at different places in, in their life. And it, it stood out to us. And it was significant that this was an interesting collection of people that God was bringing together uh, and uh, and we didn't we didn't immediately start coming here. Uh, it was the following Easter uh, of, of, of eighty five we woke up on Easter morning and uh, and said, "Let's go to abundant life. We want to worship freely today." And we did, and we've never left. I had no idea I'd eventually become the pastor here um, but it's, it's important to remember certain things, milestones, as we go as we go through this. But Pastor Paul, Donna Pauline uh, will always be remembered fondly. I, I, I shared this in class this morning. I remember the first time, and I believe it was Kathy Maltonic, uh, said to me uh, after one particular morning when I mentioned Pastor Don, she said, Who's Pastor Don? And I was like, that's blasphemous. <laughs> but I understood you know, that she had no context for who that would be. And it, and it dawned on me at, at that particular moment that there was going to be people here that were now here and their only reference to having a pastor here was going to be me. And that was frightening in and of itself. Um, but, um, but I had to embrace that, that that was going to be part of the, part of the future. Um, Oh, my goodness. Um, something else about uh, about uh, the pastor, Don, and Pauline started from the very beginning uh, and, and knew that the Holy Spirit had revealed this to us is uh, that uh, we never took up a collection. And, and we're not opposed to collections. We're not opposed to churches that do that. Holy Spirit just revealed to Pastor Don that the Lord was going to build this place by people just giving... Cheerfully and willingly, without us ever, ever, you know. And again, I don't think passing a plate indicates that there's any sort of coercion or anything like that. But that was just what the Holy Spirit revealed to him, and we've carried that on. And I remember when we built that part of the building, uh, the uh, chapel section of the building. I remember Bill Arne. Again, a name that probably very many, some of you will know. Some of you will have never heard of Bill Arne, but he and his wife Martha were were pillars here. And I remember Bill saying at one point, he said, "You know, when we pay off that mortgage, we pay off this mortgage to that building. It's going to be a testimony, a testimony of how good God is." And it it was. And then the reality is now, uh, you know, we have this building. This is a three million dollar project, and uh, our mortgage is. uh, We I think we owe less than eighty thousand dollars, around sixty. Mark just said around sixty. That's God's provision. That is God's provision. We don't have any. We don't have any benefactors out there somewhere. We don't have any denomination, you know, you know, sending us, you know, sending us funds. Uh, people just have supported this work over the years. And again, that the goodness of God is, it, it, it just can't fully be, uh, can't fully be expressed how how uh, how we have watched that unfold over the years. Um, let's go to the, the go. Go through some of these. I'll, I'll tell you what, where to stop. Okay, so here's where I want to want to start with this. So in uh, in 2016, um, we dedicated this room over here. It's called the Stevenson Room. We dedicated it. Uh, Pastor Don loved fellowship. He just loved, loved loved fellowship and loved us loved when we could all gather together for any particular reason. But he loved if if, if there was a meal involved, he especially loved that. And, uh, and so, so when, when we were deciding on what, what we were going to do, we ended up doing the Stevenson Room. And in 2016, uh, we had a gathering here. It was an all-church gathering, and people from the, a lot of people from the past came in, and it was a big, big, uh, you know, big event. And, and at that time, that morning, I put together a, a bit of a lesson, and I, I pulled, pulled these three slides out uh, for that message, and I'm going to reiterate them today because they were foundational they were foundational there's three three things that we that we used to hear pastor don say a lot and this upside down triangle was one of pastor don's sort of uh, mantras you know we work we we, we 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 built this church by working our way down working our way down we're not trying to to work our way up yeah we're we're going to go to like heaven but that's not what this is about it's about being servants it's about serving it's about it's about stepping into some sort of a some sort of a service role where we're demonstrating our love for Jesus by serving one another and uh, the scripture is Matthew 26, 20, 26 to 28 whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant and whoever wants to be first among you uh, uh, just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many and that was foundational It's foundational to to this growth um, somebody reminded me of this last, in our last um, Alpha last 101 class, that, um, that when she first came here uh, and was here a very short amount of time, and she, Pauline came to her and said, hey, um, oh, by the way, you're on the cleaning schedule for next week. So, um, so you know, it, it, was, it was one of those things that as people started coming, you know, you got put on a list of, okay, you're going to help clean the church this week. Now, it was just that tiny little building. But still, it was it was a way for, it was a way for people to 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 find a place to get involved, to take ownership. And Pastor Bottomley just built that principle of, of servanthood. They modeled it. Pastor Don mowed the grass here for years. You know, people would come on the property and, and as visitors, and 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 they'd be asking about the church, and they'd be talking to him, and they'd maybe have a conversation for like a half an hour, and then say, Hey, what do you do around here? And you know what he'd say? I cut the grass. You know, even though he was the founding pastor. And, and he took great pride in that. And, and just, again, modeling that idea that, that uh, if we're, we're going to follow Jesus, servanthood is part of the equation, just as this verse is. Go to the next slide. So we all know, we know those of us who have been here around for any length of time know this one. You know, people, again, would ask Pastor Don, how would you grow this church? We, we just told people to show up. Just show up. Just show up, and they did. People just showed up. They kept showing up. They kept showing up Sunday morning. They kept showing up Sunday night. They kept showing up Wednesday night. We opened the doors. People showed up, and and uh, and he just they put a great value on the the idea of meeting together. As we're meeting together, what's happening? You know, whether whether it's a Sunday morning, whether it's a small group. Uh, you know, they, they 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 developed the whole catechism curriculum. Uh, when I say catechism, uh, he always liked that term because he thought it was a bit a bit shocking. Um, because it, it, I think it's it, it's it's viewed as I think in the Catholic Church it's a it's a it's a study in the Catholic Church. And he viewed it as a way to tell tell people, hey, it's about it's about learning about what what this relationship with Jesus is all about. And so so whenever they offered these classes, people showed up. And at, at one point, we were there was like a whole six-class curriculum where you went to one, and then you went, the and you went to the next, and you went to the next, and you went to the next, and you went to the next. And if you're in this room today, how many? How many in this room? Again, you can stand up. How many have taken uh, Understanding God, or are in it now? That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, you can sit down.
1: It's you know we we
0: still offer this class and it's actually become this class that we you know we encourage people to take because it's it's a longer term commitment to something and and Pastor Don Pauline put a commit put a value on on committing yourself to something that has some longevity to it so that it, it it tests you and it tries you and it you know and and you know and over the years we've had so many people take this class and and as they get into it. Over and over again, I hear this. Hear this from many: is uh, I've been a Christian my entire life, and I've never read some of this stuff that's right from the Scripture. I've never read some of this stuff, and so it's, it 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 has potential to be transformative in terms of how to teach us to understand God, understand what His expectation is of, is of it. Um, and, you know, and there's always been different opinions about about, that, about understanding God. Um, I had my own opinions about it. I was a believer for quite a long time, and I, and I, and I liked understanding God, and I took it because they asked me to do it. Um, did, was it transformative for me? Not personally, but I've heard so many testimonies about it from so many other people that uh, it's foundational around here, and I just keep hearing more. I keep hearing it today that, uh, that it's still transformative. So just show up. Just show up had, has such value. Now, um, there comes a place, and, and, and I think there, Pastor Don would even, would even acknowledge this, that just show up is the starting point. It's not the finishing point. If just showing up was the only, only thing, then, then every church everywhere would just be thriving and growing because people are showing up. And the reality is, if it's not foundational to the Word of God, the living Word of God that is actually what changes us, then it's going to produce nothing. Fortunately, this was producing a lot. It was producing a lot over and over and over again. So go, let's go to the last, the last one. So uh, Pastor John, P- Pastor Pauline especially used to refer to this place as an ICU. And she would say as we were growing at different times, she'd say, this is an ICU. You come here with your brokenness. You come here with your messed up life. You come here with, what, with whatever, whatever issues you have to deal with, but we're going to love you. And she would say all the time, you know, uh, she said, uh, w- w- you send them, Lord, we'll, you know, and you'll clean them up. You'll clean them up. We'll love on them, but you'll clean them up. You'll do the work. You'll do the work. It was an IC, this whole idea of an ICU. Uh, and I have this passage from John 20, 20 21, uh, and, just, it's, it's, and this is kind of ex- express, what Pauline used to express with this ICU. When they finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he, he, he said to him, Simon, son of God, do you love me? Peter was hurt by this because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. And we all know the whole take the graves clothes off reference is, is to to. To uh, Lazarus, when Jesus raised him from the dead, he raised him from the dead, and and, and he asked the he asked the disciples, take the take you take the clothes off, you take their grave clothes off, you you do this work. And so the whole idea was, when we're ministering to people, we get to help them come from. Jesus does the salvation, but we help them come from death to life by by helping them through those processes. Um, somebody recently shared with with us. Uh, in, in men's class and uh, about coming into a newfound freedom. And, and, and one of the things that was part of his, 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 his uh, testimony was, um, I'm, I, I need help. I need help to live out my newfound freedom. I need, I, I, I this was a surpri- it's, it's, it's a surprise to me how my mind is now free and now I have to live it out. And that was a revelation, revelation to me. We get to help do that we get to help people stay planted and keep their mind renewed. Now, the the word of God will do that all the time, but we're part of that process. We're part of, we get to be part of encouraging people to, to, hey, you've been set free. We want to help you to stay free. We want to help you to live that out. And, And this particular person asked for that, asked for that, uh, for, for help to do that. So, so why is this, why is it important, uh, why is this important for us to be chewing on who we are and asking these questions, you know, what do we believe and how do we get here and, and where are we going? And uh, I've been talking a lot lately about how the Holy Spirit is moving among us and he's pouring his presence out and, and how, um, I don't know, for me and, and I know for many of you, there's this, the scriptures have this have this, um, new revelatory presence to them. I'm reading things that, that I've read for years and all of a sudden I get some new revelation about it. And, and I, you know, and I, and I, I don't know about what everybody else's experience has been. Um, but I keep hearing testimonies over and over again, as we are, as we are. And if you're new for the first time, uh, we're going to hear more of this in the next few weeks, but we've been talking a lot this year about praying and fasting and, and, uh, and this is really an important part of this equation. But, um, the, the revel, revelatory words that are being, being unveiled to God's people in this day are, are coming fast and furious. And so, so as I was thinking about these three, these three words from Pastor Don, serve, meet, care, uh, you know, it's been on my mind all week, all week, all week. And, and so uh, various things happened this week, and as they do every week. But as I, just yesterday I'm I'm just I am I'm going several different places and I I and, and and I'm getting this thought and I'm getting that thought and um and I was getting revelation that these words serve, meet, care are still so foundational to who we are in the way we're functioning because we're having opportunities to do all three of those almost every single day. Almost every single day. And I, I want to, so we all heard uh, Donnie and Sam Arangia's testimony a while back. Uh, I don't know, was how, many, how long ago was that, your accident, their accident? Two months ago? About two months ago. They, ha- they, were, they were coming to church on Wednesday night, and they get in this accident. And, uh, and I mean, it was very serious, potentially very serious. They ended, ended up only with one broken arm from, from, from Allie, uh, their daughter, and um but they got up here and they testified right after it happened right after it happened and said God is good and what the enemy meant for harm God's going to get all the glory and and they and they because they're planted because they're planted they they're planted they knew how to respond and this body responded just to reaching out and caring and just what you know from from the moment we heard about it till you know it's till you know recently people still reaching out and caring for them so Yesterday we were praying uh, about a situation, and I'm gonna, in a minute I'm going to have them come up here and share. Uh, there was another situation that happened this week where where one of our own was was potentially uh, was potentially going to be seriously hurt, and, and 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 yeah, there was injuries, but but she's okay and she's here today. But 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 the same thing happened. The body of Christ just reached out because they're planted, they're planted, they're grounded. I mean things from Somebody stepping in immediately to take care of their children, make sure their children were cared for. To somebody else relieving that person because this person had to go to work. To people taking them meals and, and just checking in and reaching out. It's what this body gets to do. Now, the reason I'm telling you is because there was another situation. I was sitting at a traffic light yesterday, and uh, there was, a, there was, another, there was another, another family, they're not from here. Um, they have connections here, but they had a loss in their life this week. And I was sitting at this traffic light, and I was thinking about Sam and Donnie Renja. and I was thinking about this other family that's going to come up here in a minute and share. Uh, and I just thought, man, they're they're planted, and they have the benefit of of this outpouring from the body of Christ, not only from Jesus but from the body of Christ. And and uh, but I was thinking about this other family, and I was like, I don't know if they're planted. I don't know what I don't know what their what their uh, what their situation is. And, and and it just oh, it just pierced me as I'm sitting there, and I, I don't know why it affected me so strongly. And then and then. Uh, Hours later, <laughs> um, hours later, we were we were at the Holdens, um, watching goat. Well, you know, goat, seeing brand new born goats, uh, <laughs> because that's what you do. You know, whenever your own one of your own families is having goats being born. I mean, we walked in there, and there's like three other families there, like celebrating the birth of goats. You know. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, we're over there, and another family walks in, and ends up saying something to me about this very family that I'm sitting at a traffic light thinking about, saying, hey, we took them food today, and we're getting together with them. We're going on a trip together with them, a weekend trip together. And I'm thought, thinking, Lord, you know our needs before we ever even express them. And I'm thinking, that's what, this is what we get to do. It's what we get to do. This is part of who we are, serving, meeting, caring, Yes, even about goats. I mean, it's, you know, I was just astounded when when I went over there last night just to go. We wanted to go see the goats, you know, and there's people. So anyway, I want to have this. Uh, I want to have Ricky and and, uh, and Nicole come on up here. It's Rick, Ricky, Nicole, Joel are going to share a little bit of story. You know what's interesting is, <laughs> I had this in my notes, and I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to say anything about who they were. I didn't know how public this was. I knew I knew like remnant people knew about this. I knew you know a variety of people knew about it, but I was going to keep it private, and I was going to tell the whole account. And when I went back to my seat, this is why I was late getting my stuff on because I went back to my seat and I looked at my phone, and he said, Hey can we testify today? And I said, I don't even know you're here. Uh, I didn't ex- even expect, but I said, you're in my notes. Again, th- this is how good Holy Spirit is to reveal things and to connect dots. I didn't know they'd be here, but, uh, but this is Ricky and Nicole Joel and, uh, and I thought, oh, I mean, what a, better, what a better testimony than from their own lips. So, uh, this is Ricky and Nicole.
1: I was just going to open up and say, um, and I wasn't going to say this, but if we didn't have this church family, we don't know what we would do in this situation because her family lives in Texas, and she's got a sister here, but she's got kids and, and the husband's in the fire department. she can't do much and my parents, one lives in Florida, and my sisters live in Florida. We have no family here. This is our family. This really is our family. We wouldn't we wouldn't be able to that whole situation, the stress could have been so much more than it was, but because of the love of you guys, it was made so much easier and better. And I just wanted to share that first and foremost because of what you were just saying, but um, um, God is doing miracles. He is, he's still doing miracles. So (laughs) I'll just start by saying on Thursday morning, I was in bed and my kids were in bed and I got a call that I initially ignored because I said, who is calling me at this time in the morning? And then the call came again, and it was a police officer saying, you, you might want to come down and and come to where we're at. And I'll let.
2: Okay, well, I'll go ahead and start while he's getting that out. But uh, so Thursday morning, I was out for my usual morning run when I was, um, suddenly hit by a car and um, I was completely blindsided. I was flipped up through the air, um, completely alert for the whole thing. And I just like laid there and instantly tried getting myself up and just laid back down, but um, just immediately like, Everybody was like swarming around me, and including the woman who hit me. Um, she came by my side, and and she was just like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." You know, she's crying, and and she took my hand, and she was just like, "Father, please help her, please." And like uh, I just I got to look her in the eyes, and I got to say, "I forgive you. It's okay." And um, she stayed there the whole time, and. And when they loaded me the ambulance and everything, she asked my name and said she'd be praying for me. and uh, you know, we were concerned with like my leg because my right leg was hurting really bad, and I had busted up my elbow pretty bad, but um we got to the hospital, and they did x-rays and and all that, and those ended up coming back clear. There was no broken bones um and then they said, okay, well, let's have you walk down the hallway and back and we'll get you out of here. And I was just like, oh my, there's no way I'm walking. And um, and I wasn't. I, I got up and instantly we tried to put pressure on my leg and I said, mm-hmm, I can't, you know. And so we sat back down and found out they wanted me to get a CT scan. And so we waited around for that and then went through all that, and they came back and they were like, and this was hours later, like we were at the hospital all day, but they came back and said, no, you don't have any torn ligaments, there's no acute fractures or anything, it's just really bad bruising, Um, you know, it's going to be sore for a while, the next couple days are going to be the worst, and we're going to send you home on crutches, and so... Around, like, midnight, we got released finally. I didn't get to see my babies all day. And that, like, when I hit the ground, they were the first thing I thought of was my babies. Who's going to take care of my babies? <laughs> but, um, so, I almost install that. That night, Sam had texted Ricky, um, screenshots of this woman on Facebook that runs a prayer page and she had posted about the accident. She was there and she saw the whole thing and instantly was asking for prayer for me because she had seen me go flying in the air and she heard God tell her, rally the troops, just, you know, pray for this woman. Um, And it's a story in itself. I, I reached out to her yesterday because Chelsea, um, was texting her and got her name and her number for me and um, I got to tell her I was okay and you know I didn't have any broken bones no anything and how great God was you know and how amazing it was that she had people praying for me and there she said there were over 200 people lifting me up in prayer and interceding that day and and she got to pray for the woman who hit me and lay hands on her Um, and it's just amazing that I mean it's just God knows what we need before anything happens. Um, sorry, I'm lost here. I kind of went off script. Um, <laughs> so, uh, as if any all of that wasn't enough to prove how much of this was a God thing, um, when I got my phone back, by the way, this was found like two miles up the street at the gas station and somehow still works. I don't know. But, <laughs> so, I had turned it on and it was paused on the song I was listening to at the time and it's titled, Unexpected Roads. And the chorus goes, oh, lead me down unexpected roads. I don't know where I'm going. I know I can rely on you. I will stand here in the middle of the journey, ready for what's coming, as long as I'm with you. And that's exactly what this is. In an instant, God propelled me onto a new road and I don't know where it's heading but I'm willing and ready to find out and that night Ricky and I got home and I just sat on the couch looking around at the pictures just realizing like I don't know like I could have been paralyzed I could have died like you know it was just so full of thankfulness and like we sat there just crying thanking him And to be honest, like if anything happened from all this, the old me would have blamed God. I I just, anything that happened in my life that was bad, I blamed him. I wanted nothing to do with him. You know, I just, I would have shook my fist at him. But this time my heart was so full of praise and thanksgiving and just gratitude. And I was not gonna let the devil steal that away from me. God is just so good. He's so good. I just like, my whole heart has been shifted in a different direction, just so full of gratitude. You know, my babies could have lost their mommy and my husband could have lost his wife, but God said no. He protected me. I'm still here. There's still breath in my lungs. And because of that, I will praise him now all the more. Now, um, lastly, I just wanted to mention. So, I had received the name of the ladies, or yeah, the name of the lady who hit me from the officer yesterday. Um, because I really wanted to reach out to her to just tell her I was okay. She had been calling the the police station asking if there was any update on how I was doing, and you know, wanted to offer to send me flowers to my home and everything. But I just really thought it would be great if, you know, we could just all as a body lift her name up in prayer. Because she was really shook up about the whole thing. And I just, you know, we just love her because, you know, she's, Jesus loves her. He died for her too. And it's just, this was not anyone's fault. It was an accident. And and I just, I really want to pray for this sweet woman. Her name's Lisa. But uh, I'll just... I'll start and then we can, okay. Father, God, we just, we love you so much, and we just thank you for your covering. We thank you for your protection, that you know our needs before we do. Lord, that you place people in our lives for a purpose. And Lord, I just, I lift up Lisa to you this morning. As a body, we lift up Lisa to you. Lord, we just pray that your hand is on her, that she feel your comfort, Lord, that she would know in her heart that she is forgiven, that I forgive her, and and that you have forgiven her, Lord, that that none of this was her fault, and that she doesn't have to live with the guilt of any of it. Lord, I just pray, on this Mother's Day, that you'd bless her, that you bless her family. But, Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that I am here to be here with my babies today. And I just thank you for all the mothers out there and just all the things these mothers do for their kids and their families. And uh, it's just such an honor. Lord, thank you so much. Amen.
1: I don't have anything to add. That was perfect. <laughs> I wanted to say one thing. Me being rational, I was like, it doesn't seem like she got hit by a car. And I was like, she just blindsided, so I was like, maybe she got clipped, we don't know. And we never heard anything. The officer was at our house yesterday, and he we wanted, we wanted to see the video, which we haven't seen yet, but he said, he was amazed, and he said, when you do, you're gonna be shocked because she wasn't just clipped she was hit and she did an entire flip in the air a complete like backflip through the air she was hit and is walking with assistance walking today it's a miracle really
0: did did you hear what she said gratitude so I throw up my hands and praise you again and again because all that I have is a hallelujah, hallelujah. I know I'm not much, I know it's not much, but I have nothing else fit for a king except for a heart that says hallelujah, hallelujah. How, how, how do you put together the beginning of a series that says, who are we? And, and, and then you have a, somebody has to go through something. I, I always hate that part of it. I always hate that part of it. Someone has to go through something. But that's part of life. It's part of how we're living our life. But they're, because they're planted and you heard them say, you heard her say, the old me would have never responded this way. It's a testimony of what Jesus has done. What you're looking at is a testimony of Jesus. If you're still doubting, if you're in this room today and still doubting the goodness of God, Look no further than right here. This is the second time this year we've had a testimony like this, and I'm sure there's more. I said there were going to be times in this year of, of our word being more than conquerors that we were going to be challenged, that we're going to be stretched, that we're going to there's times when it's going to get hard. We haven't scratched the surface of that probably yet, but when we're planted, when we're planted, God has a plan. God has a plan. You guys can have a, have a seat. I thank you so much for sharing. So, so why, is, why is it so important? Why is it so important for us to know who we are, to know what we believe, to know uh, how we got from here to here and where we're going? And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you this, and I'll try to do this really quickly. I don't know what time it is, but I'll do this really quickly. We, um, I was in a counseling situation this week, and I'm sitting there, and we're talking about all kinds of things that are happening in life. And, and, and I had this just visual, there's a visual and this is a really, this is a very real visual of what's happening in our, in, our, in our world, in our culture, in our life today. There is a collision course that is happening. It's a collision between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. We are, in the, we are on the side of the kingdom of light and we win. We know that. We have to stay on the, that side. We have to stay planted on that side. And that's going to require of us. It's going to require of us the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of darkness cannot cannot stack up against the kingdom of light. But it thinks it can. It thinks it can. The kingdom of darkness is all about satisfying flesh. It's all about living for flesh. The kingdom of light is all about living for the Holy Spirit. Living with Holy Spirit leading us, guiding us, and this collision course is coming together. And I'm sitting in this counseling session this week. And the Lord said, this is why it's so important for us to know who we are. This is why it's so important for us to know why we what we believe. It's so important for us to know where we've been and how we got to where we are. And we haven't arrived. I'm not suggesting by any means that we've arrived, that we we have a monopoly on anything. In the middle of all this, we stay bowed down to the one who did what he did for the jewels this week. I have many more notes I didn't get to, but I have two more weeks. Uh, If you're inclined to sign up for the Who, the ELF 101 class, sign up today. Uh, Let's stand. prayer today if you don't know this jesus that we just heard testimony about if you don't know that kind of care and provision in your life today we want to pray with you uh if you don't want anybody to pray with you but you want to pray just come on down or pray where you are it doesn't matter to us come back the next couple weeks as we delve into more of more of this uh More of this series. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much. I thank you so much for just the obedience of Pastor Donna Pauline and just all of the things they did to, to begin this work and the, the sweat and the tears and the just undaunting commitment that we we get to carry on we get to do this we thank you so much for watching over nicole this week caring for her thank you for using your people to minister in so many ways this week in so many different arenas i can't even comprehend it all on us as we go out of here today I pray that families will celebrate moms today we can't thank you enough but we'll do everything we can to do so over and over again because you are worthy you are worthy Thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. If anybody needs a
2: prayer, there's people.